I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. Hey folks, welcome back to the Strong and Simple Podcast. This is one half of your hosting duo, Marissa, and I'm bringing you this week's mini-sode. So what are we talking about today? We are we're delving back into multi-level marketing companies, and specifically, I want to talk a little bit about little like red flags you could look for that will help you identify an MLM rep before you get into a private chat with them and then end up in that super uncomfortable situation where you have to tell whether it's like your friend or your cousin or a coworker or a colleague, hey, no, I'm not interested um, or worse. <laughs> so I want to preface this by saying I get like there's hmm, I feel icky sometimes talking about stuff like this because I don't want it to sound like I think all MLM reps are intentionally operating out of a place of malintent. So what I want to say is that it is tricky to identify these folks on social media because they are intentionally sneaky about hiding what they actually sell. And I like that sounds bad, right? Like it sounds like they're deliberately being shady and they're that's coming from a, a place of negativity. And that's not what I'm trying to say. Um, this is something that is trained into MLM reps, right? By their upline, by the corporate structure of the multi-level marketing company that they might be involved in. It's something that they are told they have to do in order to be successful in whatever MLM they're involved in. And I don't think that they're doing these things. They're being sneaky. Um, they're being kind of predatory in their sales tactics or aggressive in their sales tactics. I think for the most part, most MLM reps are not doing this out of malintent. I think very often it's desperation because as we know, the vast majority of people involved in multi-level marketing companies closing in on 95 to 99% lose money in their MLMs. So I think many of them are doing it out of desperation, hoping that they can catch their break and somehow start making money with an MLM, which isn't really a thing. Um, and this is stuff that they're coached to do. They think that this is how it's done. So I think it's very few of them are actually intentionally operating from a bad place. I, I think this is something that this is what is created by this predatory structure that is a multi-level marketing company. So I really, I want to get that out of the way before I say anything else that I'm not doing this episode to say that these folks are ill-intentioned. I think it's, it's just the par for the course with these, the nature of these companies. So that being said, 
I want to talk about a few things to look for that should cue you into the fact that you might be dealing with somebody who is in a multi-level marketing company who may at some point be looking to recruit you. Okay. So this is mostly going to be pertaining to social media because that is really like where I, I, would, I don't want to say it's like the crux of social of multi-level marketing companies, but that is really where MLM reps do the majority of their recruiting. It's how they kind of build their networks. It's very much, it's kind of like their bread and butter. So on social media platforms, things to look out for. So a couple of things that can cue you into the fact that you're most likely looking at somebody who is in a multi-level marketing company. It is somebody who posts extremely frequently on social media, like more frequently than the average bear. I'm talking like at least once every single day, but sometimes two to three times a day. And basically what they're doing there, right, is they're trying to curry favor with the algorithms on these social media platforms. Their hope is if they post frequently, they'll start getting some favor. And then the more of their posts you see, the more likely you are to eventually get interested. So it's kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? They're just posting as many things as they possibly can in the hopes that something cracks through the algorithm and ends up on your newsfeed. And if you click on one of their posts, if you interact with one of those posts in any way, you're going to start seeing more and more of those posts on your feed. So that's kind of what is happening when you start seeing three posts a day by the same person. And a lot of those posts will have certain characteristics in common. The big one being almost every photo they post will have whatever product they sell somewhere in the background of the photo. So it's not always going to be the focal point of the photo, but it might be sitting on the counter next to their dinner plate that they just posted a picture of, or it might be in the background, um, you know, behind a picture of the kid they post or, or whatever it is. So you'll start to, if you're got a keen eye, you might start to notice like, oh, there's there's that brand name again. And their hope is eventually somebody catches on, notices that and says, hey, what's that? So sneaky product placement in photos, sneaky frequent product placement in photos. Another pretty dead giveaway <laughs> that somebody's in a multi-level marketing company. Um, another thing that they will frequently post is random questions. And I mean like friggin' random questions. Um, do you do I know anybody who can rollerblade backwards balancing a plate on their head level random. Um, anything to get somebody to interact with the post, right? Because interaction means you're getting favored with the algorithm. So if you can post something wacky or post something intriguing or post something that you know somebody's going to respond to, right? Like, hey, does anybody know a preschool teacher? Well, pretty much everybody with a child knows a preschool teacher. So people are going to comment on that post, right? They're hoping that they can get more people to comment on their posts so they curry favor with the algorithm so that their product posts get more play and more visibility. So seeing frequent posts like that is definitely a dead giveaway. Um, there's somebody who I'm connected with on social media who I know for a fact isn't an MLM. And literally every single day, she posts a random question, completely freaking random. Um, I'm not going to give any further information about any of that, what platform it is, what MLM it is, anything like that, what the question nature is. But literally every single day, there is a question posted and people respond to it. And so it just keeps getting more and more play with the algorithm on that platform. <clears throat> 
So those are some things to look for in their social media posts. There's also key phrases that most of these companies utilize that I call these like little red flag phrases. So they're like catchphrases, they're catchwords, they're buzzwords. And am I saying that every time you see these words and phrases used, that means it's uh, an MLM? No. But if you see these phrases, I would say it's a reason to be skeptical and do your homework before buying into whatever that product is. So some of those phrases, you'll frequently see things like organic wellness, holistic wellness, right? It's an organic wellness company. It's a holistic wellness company. I'm a holistic wellness expert. You'll see the key phrases, toxin-free and non-toxic associated with almost every MLM out there these days. You'll see titles used like health coach, lifestyle coach, wellness advocate. Basically, the word coach in general should raise an eyebrow for you because coach is not a regulated term. Literally, anybody can call themselves any type of coach they want to. So when you see somebody calling themselves a health coach, yes, there are health coaching certifications, but there's no reason why Joe Schmo down the street can't also call himself a health coach because one time he got the flu and then he got better again, right? So um, the word coach, the word advocate, it, it doesn't necessarily mean something. And so you should definitely be skeptical when you see things like that. So you'll see... Very often, I don't know if anybody listening is in like a Facebook group, somebody will post in a Facebook group asking for advice on, hey, what product should I use? My kid's got a sensitive scalp or I don't know, anybody have any recommendations for a good multivitamin supplement, something like that. And you'll immediately see somebody comment, oh, hey, uh, I am a wellness advocate with an organic wellness company. We sell non-toxic pure shampoo or supplements or things like that, right? As soon as you see a comment like that, that's like all the red flags checked. That's, okay, you are definitely in a multi-level marketing company. So watching for those key phrases, you see those used time and time again from so many different multi-level marketing companies all the time. Um, Another thing, this is a weird one. (laughs) This is a really weird one. And I I don't know what this is. I don't know why this is a thing. I don't know how it became a thing. But I've noticed personally that multi-level marketing reps love to use lots and lots of emojis in their social media bios. I don't know why. It's a a strange thing. I don't know if it's because they're trying to cram so many words into their bios that they have to use emojis. I don't know if emojis curry more favor with the algorithm. I have no idea. Um, but for some reason, lots of emojis in MLM rep bios. It's it's a thing. I don't know. Look into it. Look, just like if you know anybody that's in an MLM, start looking at their profiles. I guarantee they have an inordinate number of emojis in their bios. It's a weird thing. I don't know. Um, while you're looking at their bios, when you're looking at their profiles, um, another thing that you'll very often notice is their friends lists are absolutely massive. Like, you you know, for a fact, they don't actually know all those people. And you're also wondering why the hell they're connecting with so many people, because the more people they're connected with, right, they're expanding their audience. They're hoping that some of their posts catch some new person's eye 
so that they can then open up a whole new market, right? Because the nature of a uh, multi-level marketing company, right? There's a reason why they're called pyramid schemes, right? You're building a downline. You recruit one person, they recruit two people, they recruit three people each, right? You're building the pyramid. So your hope is you start expanding your network. There's more potential people to add to your downline. And then when they recruit people, their downline becomes your downline and you make money off of their, their purchases and so on and so forth. So red flag, when you see these huge, huge friend lists, there's a reason why they're trying to kind of collect social media friends. And in that same vein, if you get a friend request from somebody that you don't know, you've never met, but you look and you've got a couple friends in common, if you go to their profile and if, if you can see what they've posted, chances are they're in an MLM, right? They're looking for the opportunity to connect. And if you have a friend or two in common, right, you're probably more likely to accept a friend request from somebody you don't know because you figure, oh, well, my buddy Joe Bob is friends with this person, so they must be okay. So I'll accept them. Boom. Now you're the next, I don't want to say the next target, but you're the next prospect for them. So getting friend requests from people that you don't know, and in particular, getting friend requests from people you don't know with no message attached to it, right? So it's totally possible that a friend of yours might know somebody who could use your help specifically. And so that person reaches out to you on social media, they send you a friend request, and they'll chant, they'll probably also send you a message saying, hey, your friend Barbara said that you're, you've gone through the same thing I'm going through right now and suggested I reach out. Maybe you could help me out. That's one thing. Um, but if somebody has no connection to you and they they're probably not going to send you a message, right? So that's another clue that this isn't somebody who has a reason to be reaching out to you that they want to disclose readily anyway. So people sending friend requests without a message, definitely another red flag as well. So those are a few of them. The last thing that I wanted to talk about is um, in particularly in like Facebook groups or if you're like in an online forum, Folks that are anxious to take the conversation private very, very quickly. So you'll see this very frequently. Um, I used that example a couple seconds ago of a Facebook group. Somebody posts asking for a shampoo suggestion. What you'll very often see on posts like that is somebody saying, oh, I sent you a private message or DM me for more information, right? There's a reason why MLM reps are hesitant to be open about the products they're selling. And that's because there's been so much increased awareness of multi-level marketing companies and how shady and how predatory they are. So more and more people recognize them and know or have heard of the specific products. And so, and you might've seen this yourself, um, somebody will comment, oh, I'm with XYZ MLM you know, and I sell, you know, holistic shampoo or whatever, and somebody will respond, it's a pyramid scheme. And then from there, it turns into a shit show. They start defending their products. And then somebody else jumps in with a bad story about the products, right? So trying to avoid having that happen and also hoping that if they take the conversation into private, it won't be revealed that it's an MLM right? They can kind of just say, oh no, it's, it's direct sales or it's network marketing or it's friend marketing or whatever, you know, whatever friggin' 
you know, alternative term they've come up with to hide what the structure actually is of an MLM. So they will immediately try to get it into a private message so that there isn't anybody available to call them out on it. Um, and also in those private messages is where you end up with that really aggressive hard sales pitch in those private messages is where you're put in the position to have to say, no, I'm not interested. And that can be hard to do, especially if you know the person. So definitely a red flag when you see somebody striving to get into a private DM so quickly right off the bat. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why they don't want that exchange happening in a public forum. So I hope this was helpful. Those are some of the red flags that I've noticed in my experience with folks who sell multi-level marketing products. Um, again, like I, I can't reiterate this enough. Again, I don't think any of these activities are coming from a place of malicious intent for most people, for the most part. Um, <clears throat> and I think very much it's, it's, I think of MLM reps as victims in a lot of ways because they are being taken advantage of by a very predatory corporate structure. And very often they don't realize that until it's too late. So, you know, I think very often people are turning to these tactics because they have been hemorrhaging money to stay part of this MLM. And they're, they think this is like the only way that they can start to get ahead when the reality is that the structure is built so that they cannot get ahead. So that's what I wanted to say about that and just make sure that that is really clear. This isn't me demonizing anybody other than the folks that create multi-level marketing companies. Those are the real problems here. So I hope this is helpful. Um, if you have other red flags that you've experienced um, that help you identify MLM reps, please share them. You can do that by commenting on social media posts that we've made with this episode, or you can send us an email, strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. And as a reminder, as always, if you have a topic you want to hear myself or Michelle discuss or have us talk about it together or have a guest on to talk about, the whole point of this podcast is so that we can give you information that is helpful for you. So you can also send us an email with that wish list. Again, strong and simple podcast at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at strong and simple podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at strong and simple podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs. 
to respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support indigenous folks. <laughs>